Hey everybody, what is going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. Uh, You will have to excuse me during these ads because I had a procedure on Monday called a nasal polypectomy. And it is where they go in and they dig out a bunch of polyps that were growing in my nasal passages, which were not allowing me to breathe properly through my nose, which sucks when you try to do paintball or jiu-jitsu or any real athletic activity <laughs> at all. And I, it is it sucked. It has been that way for a while. And uh, now that I've had the procedure done, uh, I cannot blow my nose for a week and or else the the doctor said I would regret it if I did and uh it's just constantly running and there's like this dissolvable gauze up there and it's it's a mess right now I know it's gonna get better but it's a mess right now and so if I'm sniffling and I sound stuffed it's because I am and it's it'll get better I promise but anyway I know that I'm going to be sniffling and everything, so I just I apologize for your for your ears. It sucks, man. But I'm telling you, it's worth it to get the surgery if you can do it. Because I'm going to breathe so much better. It's going to be great. Anyway, uh, this episode is brought to you by BKI. The Best Knowledge in Paintball is an online training program made up of seven of the best professionals in the game. Uh, they have the Dynasty Trio with names like Marcelo Margot, author of the Paintball IQ uh, digital digital paintball book, where it has everything and anything you need as far as, uh, as, as tournament paintball is related. Uh, Rusty Glaze, who is highly regarded as one of the best coaches of the game. And then the G-O-A-T himself, Ryan Greenspan. Everybody knows who that cat is. He's all over the place. Uh, they also have Nick Laval from Edmonton Impact, who is one of the most intelligent players and the most versatile players uh, in the game. Powerhouse for any team he's played on. He's been on a, a killing machine. Uh, for impact. Uh, also have Nick Sloviak, who is one of the best uh, back players and, and generals in the game uh, and one of the faces of, of paintball at the moment. Uh, they also have Kyle Spica, who's currently of LA Ironman and one of the top snake players in the game. And Greg Sears, a recent pickup of the LA infamous. And uh, he is also uh, head trainer of the BKI fitness program and one hell of a Dorito player. So, yeah, BKI has over 400 training videos from the introductory to the most advanced. uh, Guaranteed to reduce your learning curve, make you better faster. That is the whole goal of the BKI program. Uh, Full of film analysis to hone in on the mental part of the game uh, and the most complete NXL field breakdowns offered anywhere. Whether you play the five NXL layouts nationally or your local events you're using, you will get an in-depth breakdown from the pros after practicing these layouts, the routes, the bounce shots, and all kinds of things to look out for, uh, as well as the footage of each position on the field using the Guns Up app. If you have not seen the app yet, it's pretty dang cool. Uh, you can pretty much get every angle of any bunker that you're going to be playing on the field. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, lastly, a full playbook 
with plays contributed by each of the five pro teams. And for as little for as little as sixteen fifty a month, there is a, it's a no brainer for paintball players of any level to uh, be trying to drastically improve their game. And this is how you can do it, man. Uh, Anthony and the crew over there at uh, Boston Paintball, they're just they're, they're killing it. And with BKI, it's really what uh, the game and the youth of the game of Tournament Paintball of today really need. And uh, that's why I have teamed up with them uh, to, kind of, uh, to kind of push this. And I think, it's, uh, I think it's a great thing. And I really, really hope that people you know, sign up for it and, uh, and get the most out of it because it's something that's, you know, it's, it's, it's so beneficial and, uh, you know, you're, you're going to learn so much from all these guys. They're all top level players and it's, uh, it's great stuff, man. So BKI, make sure you hit them up and, uh, and, and get out to that, uh, that combine and sign up for this. Cause you can get, there's videos and everything online. So thank you to, uh, BKI. We are also brought to you by Charm City Paintball, head game guru, Mike himself from Charm City Paintball, is busting out headbands and head wraps and all kinds of nastiness over at Charm City Paintball on Facebook and Instagram. If you go look at the photos that he's been posting recently, he has all of his current inventory up and it is all nasty. It is all uh, pretty much, uh, let's see, I'm looking at it right now. It's like Louis Vuitton-like uh, and Gucci-like fabrics. They are they're just amazing. And then the sewing quality and the quality of the fabrics and everything are, are amazing. And they keep up. They wear wear well. I uh, like the way they fade. you got to get your hands on one. I promise you, you will not be uh, let down. He has all kinds of headbands up, man. It's crazy. But, yeah, hit him up. Let him know that Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you over there. And uh, snag yourself a headband or head wrap. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Mike. We are also brought to you by Melovio. If you have not tried any CBD product yet, why not give it a go? And if you're going to, why don't you head over to Melovio.com. That's M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O. And, uh, and try it out. It's all made in this one spot. I mean, they're not, they're not hauling everybody else's CBD product. They're making their own product and pumping it out. Uh, I've been trying and using all of their product now for God, for a, a good, decent chunk of time now. And I've been, I've been using their salve. I've been using their hitters, um, for not only anxiety, but also, uh, for, for sleeping. I get such a, a great night's rest. Uh, whenever I use the uh, the hitters for my knees and uh, and back, I use the salve, which works amazing. And I know he's coming out with higher dosages uh, all the time, but uh, he has all kinds of products over there. Make sure you guys hit him up, melavio.com. And if you want to save a little bit more money, you can also type in the promo code capital T-P-O-P and you'll get 15% off at checkout. So that's pretty dang cool too. So if you guys are looking for any kind of CBD product, I promise you that Melavio has it and it works. I have been using it. My family's been using it and uh, and I enjoy the product. I enjoy the company. Uh, great people. So thank you, Melavio. And uh, new, newly out, newly out or brand new, <laughs> brought to you by uh, Constant Pursuit. 
is uh, playingonpodcast.com. Uh, we have episodes up there. We have bios. We have we have a sign-up uh, system for like an email system. Uh, we're going to have a uh, like a merch section. I'm going to have probably a Q&A section, all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, playingonpodcast.com uh, brought to you by Constant Pursuit. Make sure you guys hit it up. Patreon's on there. All the good stuff is on there. Make sure you uh, you give it a good look-see. All right. All right. Thank you all our sponsors. This episode is with the one, the only, Archie Montemayor. So this is your this is your gaming setup. Uh, yeah, correct. I don't uh, I don't stream like religiously, but I do. A, you know, it depends when I'm not traveling. When I'm not traveling, I'll do it a couple nights a week. Um, right. And it used to be me and Grace, and we at one point in time we had a pretty pretty good little set setup going on. We had a lot of people that would watch. Yeah. Um, but he stopped playing pretty much at, at all. He just completely stopped. Uh, and it was definitely better when we were both doing it because people were just kind of fans of the team and stuff. It was it was right. really cool. We had a good little thing going there for a minute. So you were getting a lot of like paintball players following you guys. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we were, you know, e- each of us were probably making a few hundred bucks a month in uh, in subs and like donations oh, wow. and stuff. Yeah. So off of I what mean, Twitch? I still pro- yeah, it's off of Twitch. Yeah. Jeez. I haven't really got to that side yet. I'm not really a, a big gamer. I'm more of. Yeah, honestly, he got me into the gaming thing again. <laughs> I used to I used to game when I was younger. I just you know I forgot how much fun it was when once he kind of he showed me this new game that had come out and yeah. And then fuck once once I played it, I was like, well, I think like two days later, I built a fucking you know badass rig, and then we, and then we started streaming like six months later. So it was cool. We had a good time while we were doing it. I still do it, and I still really do enjoy it. I just don't have the time to do it as much as I'd like. Yeah. What uh, what game was it? Uh, PUBG. Ah. Uh, like when it first came out, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is that? Is that just like a first person shooter? Yeah, it's kind. of, I mean, it, it is a first person shooter, but it's the the fun part about it is that. You drop out of a plane with nothing, and you, it's like just imagine there's a giant island. Everybody, mm-hmm. there's a hundred people. You're flying out of a plane. You jump out wherever you want, and you just loot that. There's guns and ammo and fucking meds everywhere, and last man standing wins. That was really close to um, uh, Fortnite, isn't it? Like the yeah, same exactly. Premise? It's very similar. Very similar. Yeah, except it's like realistic version of Fortnite. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Yeah, I started playing uh, when the the like really sweet call of duty started coming out yeah yeah i was like okay i started getting into it it was fun and then i want to say maybe like at least a week into it there'd be times where and this is obviously before i had any kids or anything like that like three hours would go by and i kind of snap out of it and i'm just like i like i wake up out of a dream i'm like what happened where am i and I just played three hours of just was it like deathmatch or whatever it is. Yeah. And I just I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I gotta I gotta do something. I gotta yeah. get, I gotta get up from yeah. uh, from this chair. No, it's uh it's it's you can definitely get sucked in, man. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, we had we've had some good uh some good times on there for sure. So. So what is Grayson doing now? If he's not playing paintball, he's not doing uh you know to be honest i just don't keep up with him as much as i'd like to um but every once in a while he'll pop on and we'll play some games but uh, i know he's busy with work and i know he does a lot of work with his wife um for Mm -hmm. her account stuff um so i mean i just assume that's what it is but it's hard it's really hard to know yeah he's he's not like you know a super like um or at least i haven't gotten to that level with him but like for the most part we don't you know he doesn't like talk a ton about his personal life you know right 
It's so, so crazy too because he was so with BKI and the, oh, yeah. the team in general. He was so deep into it. He was really deep into it. Yeah, I mean, definitely once he sold BKI to Anthony, I know he at that point I you could kind of see the writing on the wall that he was going to take a step back at at some point. You know. Yeah. But, oh, man, fucking paintball players, good ones coming in and out. I feel. I I wonder, you know, like in the next few years, I wonder how many of the people that we have kind of grown up around playing and playing with and playing against are going to start kind of seeing that turnover. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, obviously at some point, you know, we've all got to either, you know, paintball's going to make, you know, it's just it. it, everybody takes something different from paintball than, Mm -hmm. than, you know, everybody else. So it's just, you know, as soon as it doesn't fit into your, you know, life equation, then, you know, it's going to it'll end quickly, pretty quickly for you, you know. Right. What is paintball meant to you? I mean, what what has it kind of been in your life as far as a uh, I mean, has it been a crutch? Has it been a a must a character builder? What what is paintball meant to you? Um, Yeah, for I mean, for me, I think it's it's uh it's obviously a priority for me um it's been uh in my opinion like the greatest teacher in my life and uh a real uh a real um kind of like reason to uh further my it's it's just been a it's been a learning journey for me i mean Mm -hmm. i've learned so much uh because of the not just because of paintball but because of the politics of paintball the people of paintball the traveling of paintball um, you know, and like the nitty gritty, you know, kind of fighting, you know, the competition, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's just, it's just been an ultimate teacher for me. And that's for me, what I really, really love and enjoy about it. Yeah. If uh, It's been such, I think for a lot of people, it's been a, like a character expansion. Yeah, um, absolutely. You, you, you kind of, I've kind of found my identity as a person when I, when I started playing and, and getting the shit beat out of me and learning from my mistakes and, and, and learning from, you know, coming up on teams where it's a bunch of old guys and they're just, it's, oh, you yeah. learn the hard way. You know oh, what I mean? I that it's, way too, bro. <laughs> oh my God. And I wonder, you know, I wonder what, what it's like now. I mean, is, is our generation, are, are we teaching that same way to the kids coming up or, or do you see the way that kids are learning and the way that kids are adapting now? Is it, is it just a different way of learning or are we applying a different way of teaching? Um, well, I mean, there's a few different things. One, uh, in general, the, the, the newer generations aren't quite as uh, gritty as maybe ours was, you know, they're maybe a little, uh, little uh, thinner skin, if you will. Hmm. Um, I know if you didn't have thick skin when, when I was coming up, you were going to be gone fast, <laughs> you know I mean? Oh man. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and then also too the, the day and age of paintball now, I mean, at least for me, I remember whenever I started playing tournament ball and there might still be guys at the field that do this, but when I started playing tournament ball or even just speedball in general, there were always some older guys just ready to kind of swoop me up and try to bring me up with them to play with them because they needed a little kid, you know what I mean, to run, right. essentially. And nowadays, like, at least for at the pro level, like, we don't have any time to groom any kids, you know? Like, we've got two weekends on the layout, and we're fucking grinding all day long to get ready for the tournament, you know? There's just... Right. You know, and then like, don't get me wrong. Like, I go out and play for fun. I'm going this weekend just for just to, sh- you know, just to shoot the shit. But mm. I'm not out there like trying to, you know, really bring some kid up because I just don't have the time to to do that. You know, like I'm an adult and I got my own shit going on. I'm a super busy guy. Yeah. And I, and I've got a lot of hobbies that I enjoy doing. And and right now, like that's not a priority for me. You know, and uh, it may have been for kids 
or some some adults at whenever I was a kid growing up, but it, it isn't for me, you know, and, and I can't say that it is for a lot of pro players. Yeah, and I think there always has to be that kind of balance of of being that that player who is approachable, but also not forget that you have to be sharpening your sword. Yeah, at, at all times, and it's it's so tough because you don't want to be you don't want to be the dick who like well, you know well, doesn't the, sign autographs or whatever. But you also are yeah. like, man, hey, I'm I'm trying to better myself at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There's only so much in the tank. So if I'm giving part of my tank to, you know, taking time out and helping other people, then that's that's less I'm giving myself and my team. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just the reality of it, man. I mean, I only have so much capacity in my uh, head and in my body to do, and if I'm giving any of that capacity to some something else other than me or my team or the growth of me or the growth of my team then you know hey uh, that's probably not the smartest thing for me to do and i don't think i'd be where i'm at where i'm at now uh if i had right you know but that being said i still get i actually just got this just super sweet message just about five minutes like literally right after i sent you the text hey i'm going upstairs Mm. like i got this uh, dm on my facebook and it's this kid's mom uh, he's a local kid out of the field and I'm going to read it to you, but she goes, she sent me a picture of his composition book and she goes, he would be very embarrassed about this, but I wanted to let you know that I was reading my son's composition notebook for school. And he writes about how much he loves paintball and that Archie Montemayor is my favorite paintball player. Just thought you would like to know. And thank you for being a positive role model for my son. That's so awesome. You know, so like, even though I know I'm not like actively trying to help this kid in a, you know, in the the physical sense, um, in, in, in like taking time to talk to him. And granted, this is a kid I know, like mm-hmm. I, he knows who I am and I talk to him, but no, I'm not out there like, you know, giving him tips and tricks when I can, just cause I just don't have that kind of time, but, right. but still, you know, found a way to inspire him in some way, shape or form. So that's still really cool. I think just being yourself, uh, you know, no matter who you are, as far as a pro player goes, and especially somebody, uh, I guess like yourself, uh, who's kind of in a spotlight. I think ju- you just being yourself and being the, yeah. the dedicated player to yourself, that who you are, yeah. you become that role model without kind of putting it out there that you're trying to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. That's a good point. I mean, in, yeah, and in general, when you, you kind of when you excel in things, people are going to look up no matter what because they kind of want to emulate that or be that. You know what I mean? So yeah, that makes sense. It's just the same way, like you know, guys that I looked up to whenever I was a kid. Like I didn't have any relationship at all with. Mm-hmm. some of the players I looked up to, but yet I still was just, you know, completely blown away and in awe and, and always just kind of looked up, to, looked up to him. And even if you did say something, it was, I was like, yeah, okay, kid, let's go, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's go to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it's like when I got on excessive, I was like, it was, that was the team where I got on, uh, and you kind of just look around and you're like, Jesus, oh, dude, Christ, yeah. dude, what, what am I doing? How am I, how am I here? And, but it, it's like, I was telling, um, uh, some of the guys from uh, Columbus level. Oh yeah, okay. And you know, because they're like, I mean, they're just coming into the pro scene. I'm like, you're gonna have this honeymoon period of when you come in, and it's gonna last as long as the time is before the first buzzer of the first game. That's you're gonna be your honeymoon period, because after that, you're gonna get sh- shot to shit. You're gonna be, you're gonna be. There's gonna be a hard introduction. But the thing oh, is, yeah. you, how you react. And how you adapt is how you're going to do in the league. Because, I mean, nobody's going to expect you to come out guns a-blazing. I mean, anybody coming into the into the league. And um, nothing's going to be handed to you. 
if anything, teams are going to look at you and just and kind of scoff. But I mean, obviously, we know that every player on pro league is uh, needs to be respected as as far yeah. as that because those games bite you in the ass. Um, but it's it's like nobody's going to cater to your needs at this level. You have to earn every little thing you do, and you have to play with confidence. And that's exactly what I told him because that's you know I've heard you talk about this before. Is like the the whole difference between the divisionals, the semi-pro, and and the pro players is that is decision making, making the right decision, and making the quickest decision on top of that. Yeah, yeah, you know what correct. I mean. So mm-hmm. I get it all the time. Like, what's 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 the difference? It's decision making, man. It's making the right decision because you've been in this situation so many times. Yeah, and it's making that right decision faster than the guy across from you. Yeah, exactly right. Taking advantage of a situation. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, how I noticed actually that Nick is no longer on the team. Yeah, um, man, dude, those are God. I feel really bad about this situation, but um, you know, uh, and I honestly, I personally, I've, I've reached out to Nick since it happened uh, just you know a couple of days ago, and mm-hmm. and just thanked him for everything because uh, Nick's a great dude. He's a great teammate. And obviously he's a well-known paintball guy, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, just the reality, you know, and, and uh, it, it's just tough, dude. Sometimes you have to make really tough decisions. Um, and and sometimes people don't understand it. And sometimes people don't have the, the whole – all the information and, and all the circumstances of the team. You know, it's, it's – mm-hmm. they don't have the perspective, you know what I mean? And uh, on the – from the team's perspective um, – it was just a really it was just one of those kind of decisions that it was very difficult to make because we all love Nick and he's a good friend of ours and he's been a fucking great teammate yeah but but you know as being an out of town guy it's difficult you 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 have to believe me i know exactly what yeah where it's just tu- it's just tough man yeah. you know it's just tough and sometimes you have to make those really really difficult decisions and you hope they're what's best for the team and you know what you don't. You can never know whether or not those kind of decisions are the best for the team. But you just mm-hmm. have to make a decision, hope it's the right one, and fucking move forward. And and this is one that was just incredibly difficult. And uh, you know, it just it is what it is. Um, we're definitely gonna miss him and his little kind of antics and stuff. Um, but the reality is, is we're just not a huge budget team. Right. And um, you know, it's like if we're if for us to fly people in, like they just have to be. You know, essentially, they have to be a starter. You mm. know, and uh, there's just no, you know, it's just it was tough for us. You know, and and also, you know, we want Nick to play more too. So it's like, it's just one of those things, man. Just tough, just yeah. tough decision. I think that's one thing that's very, very misconstrued on a lot of pro teams is that every pro team that has a name has a big budget. Oh yeah, no. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's there's the money's coming from somewhere, and yeah, it's not I mean, coming from trees or the air. Correct, and honestly, we're prob we probably have the fourth or fifth biggest budget, which mm-hmm. our budget's big. You know what I mean? We have a huge, we have good sponsors, we have great sponsorship package. You know, yeah. But still, Alex, you know, Alex puts money out. You know, to he he. I mean, I'm, I mean, either Alex or the field, our field. You know what I mean? Right. But like, either way, like that money would go to Alex. So it's it's like essentially Alex is putting money into this team, and and uh, we don't have an infinite budget, and we don't pay our players. You know, like salaries and shit like that. So. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just one of those things where and and you know again I know how it was because I used to travel to play for Dynasty and it's like hey man if I'm not worth the, if I'm not worth the expense you know 
Like that's that's just the way. And it's you know that's the shitty way to say it because you know Nick is worth the expense. The problem is we just had too many guys we were flying in. You know, right. Once once we got once LJ came back, it's like well man we're kind of forced to make a decision here, and it's just it's just difficult. You know, we can't keep everybody, and you know it's like just one of those things man yeah well and every decision um and people have to understand this is every decision that's made as far as on the pro level um is made for the best the betterment of the team yeah it's it's for the best intention you know what i mean now you don't ever you can't predict the future we might be making a huge mistake but at the same time we deliberated we talked about it we really did you know like had a trial on this one man it was it was really tough you know yeah and ultimately we said you know what like this is this is of our options, this is the best one, and and we're going to move forward with this. You know, so is there going to be any more uh, roster changes or, or switch? We, there moves? should not be a single change in the X Factor camp uh, for the next year. Yeah, you know, and hopefully not for the year after that or the year after that. I mean, we really like our team. We're we have a really lean team right now. We have guys that are veterans. We've got guys that are just now getting to their their elite level. You know, and they're mm-hmm. still growing. And we've got guys that have a lot to prove, um, and we're going to give them those opportunities to prove, you know. And that's that's the other thing about having, you know, eight nine guys and, and trimming that off is like, you know, and, and and also it's it's again when we're talking about what's best for the team, we felt like, look, we're gonna we need to save we need to cut some money f- from the team, right? And we've right. got a guy that's flying in, but two also for every rep that we have an extra body, that's one less rep I can give to Jesse or mm-hmm. Meter or LJ. You know what I mean? And guys like that, they need those reps. I mean, they just do. And, and you know, because at the tournaments, we know, like, you know, I, I mean, shit, dude. Me, Billy, and Colt play a lion's share of the points. Mm-hmm. So those are three spots on the field that are taking up almost every point, you know. And so th- those other guys need reps, and that's how they're going to get better. And every extra guy we have on the team is taking reps from the other guys that we want, you know, that are really the future of this team. You know, Jesse yeah. and Meter are, are the future of this team. and the more reps we give them now the better it's going to be for the team in the long run and that's just it's just a, one of those tough calls you know i mean it sucks and you know it just there's just no getting around it it's a tough tough one of the toughest um you know decisions we had to make probably in the last five or six years yeah i think jesse and meter have both really come into their own this uh, Dude, this past year i'm so incredibly proud of both of them they've Meter, we picked him up just just over a year ago. Again, you know, he was playing with uh, with Shock with you actually, yeah. um, and uh, and granted, we've had you know, obviously he played on our team a long time ago, and it just didn't really work out. Um, is the best way to describe it. And he was kind of floating around from team to team to team, and uh, we knew the potential <clears throat> was always gonna be there for him. And uh, and you know, I remember when we were talking about maybe grabbing him again. And Ryan and I, re- I mean, Ryan and I kind of do this all the time, but we kind of had this deliberation on it and we decided to give him a shot and he came in and, and, uh, he really ran with it, man. He fit right in. He, you know, was, uh, he plugged into the role that we needed for him and he did it great. And he was, you know, a team player and he was just, he was doing every, all the right things. And, mm-hmm. and this year he's just been doing that more and really playing really great i think he's really embraced it and uh he's you know he's he's learning a lot and he's growing as a player and as a person and it's exciting to see and um you know and jesse like i i could not i mean i really couldn't be more proud of of an individual i mean he's had kind of the 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 weirdest paintball story and and (laughs) definitely a a tough one you know what i mean because he's Mm -hmm. gone up and down and up and down and and now he's just finally starting to just shine dude and and uh 
I'm so proud of him, man. And uh, I think I really do think in the next year he's gonna be just you know like <laughs> he's gonna be a fucking monster, dude. Yeah. Like I, I'm not. Like, I I mean I even told this to Ryan the other day uh, last week because Jesse and I both played a tournament in Mexico and uh, we actually both our teams made the finals. We lost. They won uh, in the finals and I told Ryan I was like, dude, I'm not gonna lie, man. I think by the end of this season, like. You're gonna look at at X Factor and 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 Jesse and me are gonna be like <laughs> fucking just ridiculous, you mm-hmm. know. Like I think he's gonna be on my level here pretty soon, which yeah. I hope he is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean he's definitely doing all the right things and he's working really hard and he's got his fucking head down and his ego in check and and it's it's showing it's showing a lot. So I'm really proud of him too. Yeah, it's it's crazy too because I think those two guys are perfect examples of don't give up if something initially doesn't work out because yeah. i mean both previously played oh, on yeah. x factor yeah it's true that's a good point yeah i mean uh and you know i mean that's that really is the truth and and again you it's dude running a paintball team is like it's just not what anybody expects dude and right. and tr- trust me man even whenever i was one of the better players on the team like i was not involved in the kind of politics of running the team up until the last few years and so you've been dude, managing man, the team well, in the sense that you know, Ryan and I make pretty much all the decisions with with regard to the team. You right. know, with we obviously talk to Alex, but you know, Alex Alex backs what Ryan and I have to say. So anything that goes to the team, I mean, it, pretty much every decision, unless somebody quits the team, you know, that's mm-hmm. not our decision. But pretty much everything that happens with the team, whether that's our strategy, game plans, how we run practice, who we practice, who we pick up, you know, all that stuff. Pretty much is is Ryan and my Ryan and myself, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and Ryan and I talk about these things for hours every week. It's just, I mean, I see him every day, every business day. Ryan's office is in my like he rents office space from me, so <laughs> I literally see him every single day. Um, and we'll you know, he's always trying to get me to go go grab lunch with him and do whatever, mm-hmm. just you know, fuck around essentially. But but yeah, I mean, the the reality is Ryan and I, um, you know, make. 95% of the decisions for the team and uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be man sometimes you got to make a really tough decision sometimes you got to try to steer your team one direction and sometimes you have to have the foresight to know how to avoid some problems and and uh, you know there's only so many you know we only get so many hours at the field we only get so many days of practice we only get so much time together as a team and so yeah. you know making sure you're spending your time wisely is is very really valuable and that comes from foresight preparation uh thinking about things before they happen and really trying to understand a lot of complex things all at once you know what i mean and also managing people and personalities and don't get me wrong it's been a learning you know process for sure but i definitely am really proud of ryan i am uh, i take a lot of pride in uh, myself and what we've done and um i'm looking forward to the next season and the next few seasons because i feel like right now we're really hitting our stride and a lot of the things that we've been working on are really starting to come to fruition right now now what it is what is it that you guys do differently um as far as practice goes or at least do you think you guys do anything differently uh like how do you structure your practices because i'm sure it's different than what it was when uh when i was on the team but or maybe yeah. people really don't know so I'll just how do how do you yeah. guys kind of go about it well there's a kind of a couple things so look the way i see it and and you know, it's like we have two, we have essentially four days of practice, right? We get the field out two weeks before we have Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. So the faster we can kind of get a baseline of what we want to do 
learning the field. The faster we can get a baseline on how we're going to play the field or what's effective and not effective on the field, the better, right? Mm -hmm. And so the reality is you use, you know, in general, you use uh, guys that have a lot of experience. It's like back in seven, man, when you didn't get the field out early, right? Guess what? The guys that have a ton of experience are going to be the ones that come up with the game plans, right? Right. Just, it's just a no-brainer, right? So basically, what happens is we'll play. You know, we'll play, but you know, we're kind of basically when, when Ryan or I see something, we try to say, okay, look, we try to get the the crap that we can learn fast out of the way, so this way we don't have to make those mistakes anymore, and we can kind of further delve into more, you know, new things we can learn, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of just have a well early on. We'll kind of try to within an hour to get looking at the field or playing the field. We'll set a baseline. All right, cool. We know this, 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 and this about the field. Everybody, we already know this. We don't need to get into this anymore we don't need to waste any more time on these these are facts they're obvious and you know we've got a lot of experience here in knowing this now let's start to get nitty you know nitty gritty and learn more stuff more complex ideas more complex thoughts shit like that right Mm -hmm. um and i think that's that's worked out well um and it keeps us you know because again naturally when you're talking about the progression from the first Saturday you have the field to the Sunday afternoon game at a tournament, right? The last final match. It's about who's playing the field the best, right? And who's understanding the other team's concepts the best, right? And mm-hmm. so the faster you can progress on learning the basics of the field and then starting to master certain basics and then starting to get into really complex ideas on a field layout, the faster you can get to that, the better your team's going to be served, you know? So. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's essentially what we try to do is try to, we're trying to learn that field as fast as we can so that we can start figuring out ways to punch and more complex ideas. And then, and then on top of that, trying to figure out, uh, weaknesses in certain types of game plans and also, you know, what kind of shit we can throw that teams won't see coming at all and give us a little, little edge, you know? So as far as like the, the complex, uh, the creative ideas that you guys are coming with, is that more of like the secondaries, um, that you're looking at and, and more of like the, 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 the double team of the secondaries going down one side or the other, or is it pretty much starting from the base, the baseline play of the, of the, the, the every point kind of thing? It's hard to talk about, like, it's hard for me to like really be specific without like talking about a certain layout that we're studying at the, at that moment in time, you know what I mean? But it's all little tiny little details, dude. Like, you know, just the littlest details where it's like, okay, well, Ryan knows or, you know, we've identified that a certain, like, if on a certain layout, like, if the back center and the snake side tower or like, okay, so, like, at World Cup layout, right, mm-hmm. there's a play that we figured out that basically if you're running out to the Dorito corner and the back center uh, wasn't looking your way, and so sometimes that would happen where they the teams would break out and the back center, they would only have one guy in the back center and he'd be looking snake way. Right. So we identified that if there's a guy that's in if, – if you're running out to this Dorito corner and you're looking – the first – all you're doing is looking and all I'm doing is looking to see if they're in the back center or not right. and if he's if he's looking my way. If he wasn't looking my way, you literally could run right around the Dorito side corner and run straight to Dorito 3 without anybody else being able to shoot you, mm-hmm. right? So something simple like that where we're just making a read but it, the faster we can get that – we know that we identify that we can we can one know that's a weakness if we don't have our back center guy so if that's the case okay if we know we don't have a back center guy looking to read away somebody's got to protect that just in case right? right okay so that's that's one thing and then two is 
if we know that that's there, that gives us obviously a huge edge on certain plays like that. And two, we can we all right, cool. We got one trick already, right? So now let's try to find another trick, right? right. Where some teams might might take them a while to figure that audible out. And, you know, we're over here already figuring out other shit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. See, in, we, kind of, we kind of talk about this because we're obviously seasoned and, and we've gone over so many game plans like that. Right. You know, see, yeah, you yeah, see something else. You see something to us as simple as that. Yeah. But I think that's another thing where a lot of teams need to kind of think outside the box. And because oh. I think of so many teams are like basic, like boom, 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 boom. They're just boom, running boom, boom. and playing. And... Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's it really takes, I think, a coach just like what Ryan does and, and kind of can step back from somebody who is actually playing the field and look at it and even take advice, obviously, from people who are playing the field and and say, hey, did you notice this? And actually and yeah. actually go with it, because there's there's so many times where I feel like teams are working off of a base play and think that that's what they have to do. And and their big move is going snake off the break. You know, yeah. or something. It's yeah. it's always. I feel like the Dorito side is always left out on the sneaky, like the sneakiness it, of it. Yeah, I mean, the 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 most amateur players just are kind of just regurgitating the same stuff and not really dissecting or learning a lot. And um, the the thing about um, the thing about uh, you know, like playing seven man with those blind layouts is mm-hmm. that. Instead at practice, like instead for us at practice now, we're learning the field, right? But back then when we played seven man, when you'd go to practice, you weren't learning the field. You were learning how to play paintball. Right. There's a big big difference. You know what I mean? There's a huge difference. You were understanding concepts on how to play paintball on any field, and now we're learning the field, right? Now, granted, at our level, we already know how to play paintball, but honestly, like <laughs> – the experience from those days still plays out and that's why the teams you know the top teams are better is because mm-hmm. of they just know how to play paintball better so we're all learning the field but we're learning it faster than other guys and that's giving us an edge not to mention we're talented and more talented than other teams too but all the all those talents pay off you know and they they help us learn the fields faster they help us play the fields better you know what i mean but in general amateurs nowadays aren't blessed with that opportunity to play blind, blind layout releases and have to learn how to understand, you know, the jobs on a field and what's leaving weaknesses open and taking the right kind of risks and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. nowadays, field layout comes out and people are just trying to learn the field. They don't they don't really understand how to play paintball, you know, and that's yeah. unfortunate. That's a very it's such a touchy subject. I feel because you know it's it's the whole it's the whole discussion of where you know the young up and comers have thin skin or they 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 don't understand this or they they don't understand that when i was talking to somebody about this and and they're like well maybe it's this the older generation doesn't understand which we have we have our our base that we go off of right of what we what we thought and knew what paintball was at the time and it's so hard to be able to kind of put yourself back um in that young state but of today you know, because yeah. they're they're seeing the game in a whole different light, and and it's, I mean, maybe that's what it is because there are so many veteran guys on these teams that are the top teams that they're just not really, um, that the other teams just can they cannot keep up, and I think it is that experience. Yeah, no, I mean that's experience is it trumps everything, dude. Like, really does. Uh, you know, I've known that for a long time, and and that's uh that's why you know like. 
we study the game. You know, we mm. study not only the game but all kinds of things. Like R- Ryan, dude, he's 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 incredible, dude. He's he studies personalities. He underst- he studies you know kind of how to talk to people and stuff like that. It's it's really pretty pretty inspiring, dude. He's really uh, he's taking the coaching thing to just a whole other level, man. And I like I, I mean I. I know he does way more than I know too, because that's just the, that's just what I see and what I can tell and what I can pick up off of him because I see him a lot. Right. But you know, like even as much as I see Ryan, as much as he sees me play and how I play and the things I do, he still doesn't know my perspective. He still doesn't know everything I'm doing to put into the game. You know what I mean? Just like I don't know everything he does to put into his coaching, right. but I do know he puts a lot into it, and uh, and uh, it's it's really showed. I mean, he's done such a fucking fantastic job. Um, and, uh, you know, and the reality is dude, most people just don't see that. And because of that, because they don't know, like they don't even know to give credit when it's due, you know what I mean? And and same thing for me, you know, like people don't know what I'm doing and and that includes guys that are around me all the time. They don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. people, you know, uh, but, but yeah, the, 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 the hard work and all that stuff, like it, it pays off or, I mean, it, it, it can pay off, you know, you just, it, but it's, it's always going to be. Uh, kind of an uphill battle and and uh you know ultimately yeah the, the the amount of effort you put into things at some point or another should help you you know what i mean whether it's yeah. going to help help you move from a bottom feeder team to a mid-tier team or a mid-tier team to a top tier team or you know a top four team to the best team in the world you know mm-hmm. um but but the uh you know it's like the the work the work is necessary for sure and uh and i, I enjoy that part of it yeah the work is exactly that the work yeah, put it in. Um, oh, yeah. Do you think the days of the player coach are gone? I mean, if you – dude, I mean, there's one reason we brought Ryan to come coach, dude. And the reason being was because at the time I was our player coach. Yeah. And I looked – and it was me and Alex running the ship, dude. And I told Alex, I said, Alex, dude, every top – we're a good team. We're a top four team, but every top team has a coach, a dedicated coach. And um, he agreed with me. And, uh, at the time I was really good friends with Ryan. Ryan had retired from playing for several years at this point. Mm. And I just said, Hey man, how would you feel about coming in? And, uh, he said, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a try. And at first he was a little reluctant and Alex might've been a little reluctant and, um, it ended up obviously working out pretty damn good. And now it's, it's a lot different than it was back then. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I know for a fact Ryan had no idea how involved he'd get. Mm-hmm. And uh, granted, I didn't either. You know what I mean? And now, and 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 I don't know. Maybe because of his involvement, I ended up getting way more involved. I mean, I definitely am way more involved with the team than I even was as a player coach. But at that moment in time, I still needed help. You know what I mean? And right. and uh, and Ryan does give me a lot of help, and and we help each other a lot. You know, but uh, but it's a lot of work. It really is. Do you feel that as, as do you feel it's like a responsibility on your part as far as like, uh, you know, being the, the veteran team leader that you are and the name that you are, do you, do you feel that it is a responsibility to kind of help Ryan out in directing this team into, you know, to the podium? Um, it's off it's the not field. Res- I mean, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's, a, it's a, I feel like it's a responsibility of mine. However, like I've always had what's best for this team in my personal interest. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I want my team to be the best we can be. And I understand that, you know, uh, for the longest time I've been a really elite player and, but I knew I could do more to help my team. And that's a lot of, in a lot of ways, that's steering it, 
helping Ryan make decisions. It's, you know, it, it's a whole lot of different things, you know what I mean? And, right. and I've also learned a lot about the game because of that role. And I think it has made me, you know, a, a better player and a more complete player over the years. You know what I mean? Like I'm always getting better because I'm always seeing things that I can improve on and seeing a lot of different weird scenarios. And, and, you know, and, and when you're a part of that, those kind of decisions, like, you know, you, you, you see a, a broad range of things, you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, I don't know that it's a personal responsibility, but for me, it was just a matter of fact that I want my team to, I want to help my team the most I possibly can because, you know, I, I really do put my team first and, you know, uh, maybe not everybody knows or understands that, but, but that, that's the truth. And, and Ryan does too. And that's why we do what we do. I mean, we could do what we do and not put the effort, the amount of effort that we do, mm-hmm. but you know, the reality is we just make it a priority and we put this team ahead of every, a, a lot of things. I mean, Ryan's got a family and he's got a business to run and I've got, you know, a business to run. I wouldn't say I have, uh, like my own, like, I don't have a kid, I don't have a wife, but you know, I've got my priorities and I've got a lot of things that pull me in different ways and I make paintball and, and this team a priority. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just part of my routine. It's part of, it's something that I really believe in. It's something that I want to, uh, work hard at and um yeah i mean i don't know at somebody's got to do it somebody does right. it on every single team you know what i mean that's just it, it that's true every every team has those guys that pull the strings that make the decisions and i'm not quite sure how ryan and i got kind of lumped into it um but <laughs> is I it alex's fading back kind of what kind of maybe fill the void maybe or i i mean i, know, I, I guess i don't yeah, want to say it, it, how involved he is but I'd... yeah no alex is super involved you know what i mean he really is but it was, you know, it's hard to say. Like, I don't know. I mean, and, and even because these kind of things like have been going on for so many years now. It's like mm-hmm. kind of like when you go when you're eight years later or whatever, you don't really remember how it all started. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how Ryan and I ended up with the, the, the reins. You know what I mean? But we've had them for fucking five or six years now. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly remember how that transition happened because at one point it was me and Alex making the decisions. And for the most part, you know, and, and I was calling plays and what we're going to do and granted that's not just me making a decision it's me right. kind of like hey what do you think what do you think cole oh hey uh what do you what do you want to do what do you guys feel like all right cool but now for the most part yeah you know ryan does that part of it or whatever and ryan and i are kind of in each other's ear all the time at tournaments we're constantly backing you know going through ideas and thoughts and how we want to play right. and then we have the team meeting you know what i mean so it's like um yeah i don't know how it ended up that way but um i think we've done a good job i know we put a lot of effort into it and um you know, hopefully we have we we have some uh, continued luck and some continued success uh, going forward. But I think we I I I know for a fact we do a really good job of it. And uh, you know, ultimately we're not going to make all the right decisions. You know, it's just we're human, but we're going right. to do our best. We're going to do our best. And uh, I think our track record of consistency over the last five years has really said a lot about what we've been doing. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say. I mean, I know there's a little bit of luck, but I think structure, and and oh, just. Yeah structure for sure um is for me uh you guys have one of the best structures uh structures facilities just mindset i would say of uh of these top pro teams and i think that's what kind of sets you guys aside from uh from a lot of the teams out there but um i kind of want to talk about your career a little bit and and how you kind of came into this position uh how did how did you start where'd you come from what uh what's the deal yeah, so um, man, I remember the very first game of paintball I ever played, 
and it was uh, I don't remember exactly the year it was either 99 or 2000 it was uh, my buddy's birthday party it was actually a childhood friend of mine I've known him at this point now for like 25 or 26 years I mean we were young we played a t-ball together and uh, we were friends and we played baseball for a few years together and obviously went to school together and uh one day i don't it was just one of those kind of random hey we're going paintballing for my birthday and he had already been playing him and a couple of our friends and man dude i just remember getting out there and dude what a rush man i was so pumped i was 13 or 14 and uh i remember getting back home and just like I was and I'm kind of an introvert and and keep I don't like I'm kind of a quiet guy for the most part I know it's like when I put the mask on it's a whole other monster <laughs> but but like you know at home and, and in general just my personality is kind of a quiet one but mm -hmm. dude I was so excited it was like such a it was such a rush for me and uh, I just remember like for the next three, four months, I was trying to play every weekend if my parents would let me, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I was, uh, I grew up, you know, like middle class, but at the, at that time I hadn't, I didn't have any kind of hobbies that cost real, any kind of money. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. kind of, uh, played tennis and, um, you know, kind of some other school sports and shit like that. But I didn't like, you know, my, I didn't have any hobbies where I had to pay like a lot, you know, money to do right. right? The like gear, like what paintball would be. Yeah. 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 So, um, my parents were real supportive and they just pretty much, pretty much, I mean, I was a good kid and, and they just kind of let me do, if I wanted to go play, they kind of let me play. And, uh, yeah. I, I just got into it really good. And then we had a group of five or six guys that we played local five mans with. And, uh, we had a, a guy, uh, we had one of their dads, they were twins. One of their dads, he was just like our soccer dad. He drove us around in the, in the <laughs> minivan to all the tournaments around and we started getting really good pretty quickly and then uh and then i started playing tournaments uh a few years later like national scene tournaments mm -hmm. i played one national circuit tournament with colt dixon dixon's cousin um all on the same team we got our asses kicked and the very next tournament dixon and i ended up going to play for addicted which as you well know is a pretty good team at that moment in time yeah and uh, kind of the rest is history i didn't really have to play to pay to play paintball anymore i mean that was three years into my career i didn't have to pay for a cent to play paintball you know mm -hmm. through sponsorships and then a few years after that uh i got picked up with uh, alex to help move the to help make that team you know a, a, we were semi-pro at the time but help us go pro and uh we did it you know we we went pro uh, i think a year and a half after i joined and um and then kind of pretty much immediately kind of made our made our mark on the scene you know yeah and obviously there were some dark times a little later and then some highlights and then some dark times and now you know we're kind of hitting that stride again cuz there was a, a point where you did uh, head to dynasty what was Correct. that what was that experience like for you was it a learning experience was it a, kind of an eye opening experience and and how did it all come about so uh it was it came about because at that time we had we came into the pro scene we won a few tournaments right and quickly you know we won a tournament in our first year pro we won our first pro seven man tournament ever HB, right yeah hb we won our i think it was against you guys in the finals <laughs> yeah. right that's right so that was, we, that was yeah. awesome that was that was, that was a, such a cool man, event dude, man those events were the best man i wish we could go back there but anyways that's the heyday and right. unfortunately it's just a memory now but um but yeah those were 
those were cool. That was probably one of the most special events just in general in my heart, you know, because we we played Dynasty in the semifinals, essentially in their home turf, you know, mm-hmm. and beat them. And that, and that was, you know, there were so many people there. It was just nuts. And then we obviously won in the finals against you guys. It was just a cool event, you know, beat two premier teams in our first pro event ever for seven man Mm. it was a big deal obviously and um so you know here we are we're riding high and then it was just kind of like we are 20 21 years old and it's you know we're you know we're the kings of the world we're the shit you know essentially and people started partying a little bit more taking practice a little less serious and alex ended up kind of having some having to go through his divorce and it was we went from quickly being like the team to a team and uh and uh i just at that you know before we went pro i was just so determined to be the best i could be and and uh it it just it gets old quickly when when you feel like you're putting in the work and and your your friends and your teammates aren't right um and so it was just one of those things and we had practiced dynasty and they came down to us and skinny at the practice he was like dude you should consider coming to play for us and at the time i was like yeah i don't know about that you know like these are my boys this is my team and it was he kind of the seed was planted and and it would after that i you know you're looking around you're seeing what what i was seeing it was like man these guys you know this team isn't they're just not in it right now and uh and i am and it's not really it's not really fair you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, you just don't want to be taken for granted. And everybody, you want to be appreciated, but more importantly than that, you want to, you want to be putting hard work in with a group of people that are also putting hard work in. And and so, um, I made the decision to go play for Dynasty uh, for a few seasons, and it was an incredible learning experience for me. Um, I didn't even honestly, I enjoyed my time on the team, but like it wasn't. I definitely thought I would enjoy it more, mm-hmm. but what I can say is that I learned just an immense amount of stuff in a short period of time on that team, and I was able to come back and grow as a player and grow as a you know a leader, if you will, um, in the sense of running a team understanding things and and whatnot um and uh and that was the first team i really started traveling a lot with you know i started going to europe with them and that obviously opened up the the rest of the way for me you know i've been going for uh, 10 or 10 seasons or 11 seasons now consecutively um so yeah it was just a huge huge that started uh that kind of started everything for me to be honest with you um so it was yeah. it was definitely a learning uh thing for me and and i'm super grateful for that experience and i constantly say that dude like i learned so much on that team i learned a lot from those guys and i was really really grateful for that experience yeah i mean any any team like a dynasty that you can take the opportunity to be able to learn from and play with and play alongside some of the some of the greatest players Oh, you yeah. know, of our generation um and you gotta jump on that yeah absolutely it was just it was uh, and honestly when i went to the team they were struggling i mean they weren't they weren't the team they were now or mm-hmm. sorry they weren't the team they were initially they weren't the team they were kind of uh in the early teens you know like 2012 13 14 where they were kind of went on a tear there mm-hmm. um you know they were in a rebuilding year and so it wasn't you know it wasn't as cool as it could have been but it was still uh i contribute a lot of you know my personal success towards that time that period of time with them and i'm really grateful for it you know yeah what uh what challenges you on the field uh mentally and as a as an elite paintball player what challenges you Hmm. i mean to be honest not much i mean i don't really feel 
challenged on the field. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's not challenging for me. What's challenging for me is the off the field stuff is the, the kind of antics and getting the ducks in a row and kind of, um, being, being, being a, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. So being a team leader is challenging for me. The field stuff is not, that's easy for me. It's Mm -hmm. very easy for me actually. Uh, you know, like I'm going to get shot. That's fine. But like the game comes very, very easy for me. Just it does. Um, and granted, that's because I've worked really hard and I've studied the game and my the way my brain processes information, especially information regarding paintball. It's just like that, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just it's very easy. And I'm an elite gunfighter, you know, so like the game comes easy to me. The, the leading part, leading other guys you know, like when I describe like, you know, like Oliver Lang, you know, like I'm sure the game came easy to him too, but what else, what also came easy for him and the separation for a guy like him was the fact that leading people was, you could argue that like I was born to play paintball and you could argue that he was born to play paintball too. But the other thing you could say he was born to do was to lead people. And I was not born to lead people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn how to lead people. And yeah. that that has been difficult for me. And uh, I think uh, it, I don't – if you've been on my team, you know, I would, I would say that that probably isn't that shocking for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As much as I know about the game, that's fine. That's one thing or another. But taking that and understanding and leading people to bring them up is something that uh, has been a personal – struggle for me for the last fucking 10 years you know what i mean i've always and it's not trust me man it's not something i don't work on you know what i mean and i'm a smart guy but it's still that is what's tough for me yeah and i think i'm doing better i I do but it's still tough it's a work in progress well you're trying to express your vision for the game and how you see the game in a way to other players to be able to you know how you convey yourself you know, yeah. is so huge because you can you can know everything that you can about the game and be the fastest decision maker, the best gunfighter, and everything. But if you can't be relatable to your teammates, yeah. to get them to be able to stand behind you, uh, you know, on the field, then it's it's a shit show. It's gonna be a shit yeah. show. Yeah, it can and, be. Yeah, and it's 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 one of these things where I feel that um, why you guys have been successful too is everybody trusts each other. Yeah. And everybody knows that everybody's an elite athlete, you know, and take someone like yourself who has been doing this for a long time uh, at the highest level. I think that you have been able to transition yourself into that role of where people, uh, not people, your teammates um, trust you and just trust you and Ryan to above and beyond, you know, yeah. and, and, and seeing that and having that happen I think was also they might admit it or they might not. I think for guys like Meter, LJ, Jesse, I think they take that and they play with more confidence. On top of that, now they're listening better. Now they're making better decisions because yeah. of that role that you're playing. Yeah, you know, and 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 like I said, you know, that's the thing for me that I've been trying diligently to be better at. It's just not something I'm naturally gifted at, man. I'm I'm I already mentioned to you, I'm pretty much an introvert. You know, mm-hmm. I am, but I, obviously everybody on the team, I'm not they might not know that about me, right? But right. but I I am at heart that's that's kind of who what my personality type is. Um but, you know, like 
getting yeah trying to be a leader and understanding that there's different way the personality types of other people and how you're going to talk to certain people to get this the most out of them and how you're going to lead people and how you're going to you know get people to see certain perspectives and stuff like that and also understanding and learning that you've got to understand their perspective too you know what i mean it doesn't just go one way it's not like ryan and i are just dishing out all the everything and not receptive to everything or to anything you know what i mean so it's gotta be a give and take yeah it does and it's it's been it's dude it's been that's been the like i said i mean that i'm glad you asked that question and i don't even know that i've really consciously thought about that answer before but um that's why i'm glad you asked it because it kind of just popped out in my head and and you know, I identify with that. Like that has been, that's been the struggle for me with regard to this game is, you know, trying to get the most out of guys without, you know, upsetting them without, you know, with helping them and, and uh, hoping they still feel valued. Even if I have something to say that might disagree with them, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's been a struggle for me for sure. And I'm okay with admitting it. I know I'm not, I'm human, man. Everybody's got issues. And, um, and that's my unique perspective. Um, but, but yeah, you know, but like when I look at a guy like Oliver, or, you know, I don't know a whole lot of guys that have that kind of ability naturally, um, mm-hmm. just to be a natural born leader. Oh, you know who has that? Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Alex has that. And I'm around <laughs> him all the time and it's still very hard for me to get that. Kind of, like it's, it's a hard thing to learn, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and honestly, like I'm grateful that that burden has been put on me and been put on Ryan, whether we asked for it or not, because it's, it's a difficult thing to deal with, man. It really is. And and I think at some point in time, you know, uh, every player might have that opportunity to be, you know, it's obviously magnified times 10 when you're on a pro team and then times another 10 when you're on an elite pro team, but it's a huge responsibility and, and, uh, I don't take it lightly and, and, uh, I'm trying, you know, I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing, I really am doing my best. And, and because of that, like I was saying earlier, you know, like I've only got so much in my tank. So mm-hmm. everything I pull out of my tank to do towards being a leader, that's effort I could put into me being a better paintball player. You know what I mean? And I'm thankful that the paintball player part of me is very natural and, and I don't have to put in a shitload of work cause it is a lot of it is natural and a lot of it is just really good memory that I have, which yeah. I do have a fantastic memory but fucking but memory, yeah, that, dude. that leader that leadership <laughs> thing is uh that's going to be the work in progress for the next 10 years of my career i still think and I, but that being said i know we're making strides and uh, i know i'm making strides and i'm really excited about it yeah well i think you know you mentioned you mentioning alex i think he has been such a huge role in uh, in the team uh in individual players and i think I think, and obviously this is only my perspective, and you know him way better than I do, but the short period of time that I've known him, um, man, he's one of those guys where you, you can call him instantly a, a really good friend because he's, (sighs) he is so, he's one of those guys where he is so down to earth, so straightforward, um, so trusting, so, uh, it it not, I I don't want to say coddle. I don't want to say coddle, but he makes you feel comfortable. He makes oh, you yeah. feel comfortable, but at the same time, a father figure, a brother, a yep. a just an individual who is so uniquely rounded. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's 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 so hard to explain what he is, but at the same time, he's such yeah. an easygoing guy. 
Yeah, it's it's uh like the way you I mean, yeah, you played on the team for what a season, right? Mm-hmm. A full season. And obviously you weren't it's not like you were, you know, like sleeping in Alex's room every day, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you still had a limited amount of time with Alex, right? Just cuz there's, you know, where there's 10 of us on the team and Alex isn't there all the time, we're all there and and yeah. we're certainly not having one-on-one conversations with you every all the time. Mm-hmm. But you got that kind of a message and impact from him as a person in a pretty short amount of time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's impacted that he's had that impact on so many people in a short amount of time for the last 20 years, you know yeah. what I mean? And you know, like I'll say this, like you and I aren't like super good friends, you know what I mean? But I doubt I had that impact on you in one year. <laughs> of course I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like that natural born leadership and granted Alex is also a lot older than me so I've got some years on him you know mm-hmm. what I, mean? I got years to, to learn a little bit but and I hope I can get there man I really do um but but yeah like that's the kind of thing that I wish I was better at you know I yeah. wish at the end of that season that's how you would look at me you know what I mean I know yeah. that's not obviously that time has gone and you know uh has come I think gone, your role you know was different I mean? back but, then though you know what yeah, I mean? Prob- I, it probably was, you know, yeah. like I, that's, that was what, four or five years ago. I mean, I don't Something, quite, yeah. you know, that's the thing. It's hard to, it's hard for me to remember. I have a, a fantastic memory, but like stuff like that with, with the team stuff, like there's so many things that are going on all the time that it's hard for me to remember those specific details right. on little kind of tiny things in certain moments in time on like, you know, when we had you on the team or when we had Scott or Zach or even meter the first time, you know, I remember the broad picture of what was going on, but like, right. you know, the amount of stuff that gets, ha- that happens in a given week or the amount of conversations Ryan and I have every week, it's like, it's another year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, but, uh, but yeah, like that. So, you know, that's kind of the, the kind of, um, what you just described is kind of how I would love to, to, turn my leadership skills into you know what i mean so i definitely have something to look up to or someone to look forward up to look forward to um to chase even um in that regard you know and and thankfully he's close and i've actually made really good friends with oliver over the last few years so we chat um pretty regularly actually and uh that's been something i cherish uh, a lot of and i'm really grateful for the time he puts aside for me and our conversations and uh uh they're really pretty fucking pretty special and um yeah anyway so yeah i'm just that's 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 what i'm working on that's that's definitely been the hardest part about paintball for me and running this team and kind of trying to steer it the best best of my abilities and and, uh you know but that being said i'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna keep learning i'm gonna keep trying to uh you know put this team in the best position we can possibly be in and uh Right now, it looks like the decisions we've been making for the last few years is kind of paying off, and hopefully we'll continue to have that success. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys have the tools. I mean, that's that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it's, it's, uh, Yeah, what's go that? ahead. I was going to say, I was thinking about it. You know, I was trying to think. Like, I don't normally have questions kind of set up, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm kind of like winging it, but I'm always curious that other players opinions and 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 what they think about things and i was um what frustrates you the most on the field that players do where you just want to like be like come on man like like not not your teammates but i'm saying like let's say divisional players coming up like what what's the most common mistake that you see divisional players making that could potentially change their game if they just stop the whatever bad habit it is um the most the well uh, look the best tip i can give any player 
any player, and this is divisional to pro players. I mean, I see it all the time on the pro field too, but you definitely look at it every every point that's played on the divisional field, you can pretty much see it. And that is people just not minding their emotions. They're just not calm, you know. When you're calm, you're able to think clearly, you know. Like you can think very clearly when you're not when you're calm. And uh yeah, I think I said that the other way around. When you're when you are calm, you can think very clearly. And mm-hmm. when you can think clearly, you can think faster, you can make better decisions, right? You can understand things very, very very well. You can assess better. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're kinda like, All right, I ran to this bunker and everybody's shooting at me and oh man, I gotta yell out, you know, where they're at and who we have left and you're just it's like you're just like putting the the knife in your tire right off the rip you know what mm. i mean or you're just like you're kind of just looking up at like el capitan like oh <laughs> fuck you know like how am i going to climb this thing yeah you know in all reality dude like paintball isn't el cap and paintball isn't a knife in your tire dude it's really simple <laughs> it mm. actually is if you just trust it you know know it think it understand these concepts you watch a game you know, it's like everybody, any divisional player can watch two divisional teams playing against each other and say, oh, man, this guy could move up right now and shoot everybody in the back. I don't know how many but times yet, I've said that sitting in the stands. like watching, right? Like, Seriously, go, go. right, yeah. Stop yelling, it, go! But yet, in that guy, that guy that you're looking at, like, damn, this guy can make this big-ass move and, and fuck everybody up, he's in there, and you see him in his bunker, and he's like... You know, freaking mm-hmm. out and just like it, everything's overwhelming for him, right? And all that is is just not being calm. You know, mm-hmm. he's just not calm. And you see it all the time. And don't get me wrong, at moments in time and in tournaments, I freak out like that too. But in general, I've got made a career out of being really calm and collected and making right. good decisions. And that's where it starts. It starts with being calm, acting like you've been there before, you know, knowing, ah, this is just another day. I've done this a thousand times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've done this two thousand times. It's just I'm just going out here shooting at my dude and hopefully I have a little bit better shot, gives me a little edge, and I'm gonna make my next progression and you know, pre you should have these moves. What you're trying to do with whatever play you're running and position you're playing is you've got everything that you uh you've got everything predetermined already. You know that you should know at least is you know, okay, if I run to the snake corner and this is what I'm trying to do, like if I put in this guy and this guy, I've got this move. If I put in this guy, this guy, and this guy, I've got this move, right? When I get here, I know this is the guy I'm shooting first, right? These are all things they are predetermined, and they sh- if they're not, they should be. Hmm. And when you make a when you have a calm mind, you just go out there and you do it, and you take what's given to you. You see what see what's available to you given the situation, and you just you do it. Yeah, you know. Outside of that, it's just going to be about who's got a little bit better, you know, gunfighting, whatever ability. But even that doesn't really come into play as often as you might think. I mean, it does, but like you can do a lot of stuff without being a great gunfighter. You just got to go out there with a calm mind and do the things, the progressions. And when the window opens for you, you take it. There's windows of opportunity coming and going all the time. And you just, all you got to do is be calm so that you can see the window of opportunity, take it when it's there. When it's not there, you know not to take it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're thinking about it, you know, it's you're talking about gunfighting a little bit, um, you know, because I always, I always enjoyed the gun. I, I, I enjoyed the initial gunfight of being yeah. able to be know I'm being posted on and then making the quick shot. Yeah. Um, 
or or just predicting you know being posted on someone making the prediction of the guy being shot coming out or exactly yeah 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 i love that and it's so crazy you think about the drill that people do where it's like they do these these snapshot drills where it's just like same thing over and over again yeah you do it so many times for such a small amount of time where where it matters is the first shot i mean i don't know how how much i've stressed over the years on how accuracy by volume is what a lot of people I feel like do nowadays because of the ramping yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But but having the accuracy on your first two to three balls, or your first, obviously, if you can, if you can yeah. get to that level, but accuracy on your, your second or third ball is so huge. Oh, yeah. So huge. And and I, I feel like, you know, we're talking about these mistakes that people make. I think, I think doing that, like just coming out all willy-nilly with your gun already – uh, in ramp mode and just you know just spraying everywhere um, is is kind of one mistake that I feel like uh, some of the divisional people make now. But I think over communication has been a big thing where where some guys feel like they constantly need to say every single thing and they're not really having a conversation on the field. It's more or less just spitting information, yeah, and and know. not really directing <laughs> it at anything. It's that's true, man. There's no doubt about that. Um, that's actually something that. Rainy talks pretty passionately about, and um, he's right. I mean, it's not about just regurgitating information. It's about uh, like having a having um, a conversation and a quick, meaningful conversation. Because mm-hmm. when you're having when you're yelling at each other, you're taking away from what you're doing. So when you can have short, concise, effective communication on the field. It plays a huge role in what you as individuals can do, you know. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, and like, and that also it plays into that part I'm telling you about. When you're yelling and screaming, you're not calm. When you're talking and communicating, you're calm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. they they serve you a lot better that way. Yeah. Yeah, there's only five guys on the field, and some people are yelling like there's a fucking army coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Like settle down, dude. Just give me what I need. We're we're looking at one side of the field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Um. What? Uh. So I, I kind of want to dig a little bit into, uh, like, kind of your mind a little bit, and in in the way of, I like when people have like little things that they do, like little little things that they do before they play, or little rituals that they have. Is there anything that you have as far as maybe headgear or or a a certain way where you put on? Your socks, one the the right always first, the left, or oh, no, a song no, that you always listen to. Is there something that you do? There's two things that I do pretty much before every match. One, one of them, if you've uh, played on my team for any length of time, the guys pretty much know I do. And uh, and the other one is uh, I'm gonna give you that one real quickly. Is I just try to calm down. Like I just mm-hmm. try to be very clear. I try to remove thoughts from my brain. I literally just try to be calm. I try to not get real wild or amped up. I just try to clear my mind. Focus in like a meditative what, way? Yeah. Yeah. Like I just – I try to be a little quiet. I try to be in my own thoughts, in my own head and really understand what my objectives are for the match, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have – you know, granted I play everywhere on the field, so I don't really think too terribly much about where I'm playing on the field. Right. But really like the keys as far as like what – my scouting report is um my tells that i have if any on individual players mm-hmm. and uh any kind of 
any kind of thoughts that I have predetermined, whether like if I'm shooting off the break, uh, a certain guy likes to run a certain way, those kind of things. Right. I just try to focus on those things a little bit before each match um, based on our scouting reports and what I've seen out of the team we're playing so that I'm a little better served off the break um, and in those points. And then the other thing that I do is uh, I take a nervous shit right before each match pre-game that, shit. yes yep. and it's dude sometimes it's within three minutes of the match oh my like, god five minutes is hit and i'm like ryan he's like i'm like i have to and he's like all right go <laughs> and like <laughs> and he'll have somebody ready to play just in case i yeah. don't but i just, just gotta squeeze one for out whatever first. reason i just get a that's the only that's basically the only anxiety i have in my life ever yeah is every yeah, a nervous turd. before a match, I just a nervous crap comes out. It's got to come, you know. <laughs> so it's funny, and at this point, they just call it the Archie stretch. Um, oh, nice. And so just whatever, <laughs> I just say, hey, I'm gonna go stretch, and everybody knows what I'm doing. So yeah, it's kind of funny. That's great. You know, thinking about yeah. think about being on the team. I I do remember before each match, the team would get together and get in a circle and would actually meditate. I that was that actually had an impact on me. Because yeah. I had always, I had always been the one where it's like I got to throw headphones on, I got to get in the zone, which worked for me early on in my yeah, career. Yeah, worked yeah, great. For sure. I loved it. I mean, yeah. just music amps me up anyway. But as I got older and in my career, and especially once I got on your guys' team, um, and when you started doing that, it hits home very quickly with me. And ever since then, uh, until I retired, I, I, I sat down, and I meditated before yeah. every match somewhere. Dude, I think uh, I think mental awareness, clarity, um, thoughts are such a huge uh, factor in anything you do in your life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, meditating, it's it's essentially kind of what I'm saying about being calm. It's it's really it's important. It's valuable. And, And on like even on the scientific level, you know, like we're just now kind of getting to the tip of the 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 surface like as far as like understanding uh like how that how meditation can play a huge role in in your well-being in your thought clarity um you know in a lot of things uh in your life so Mm. it's really interesting i definitely have found that it's it's helpful for me um and i think it's helpful for most people too um you know, yeah, it's 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 cool, and I think I think Dave used to do those little kind of team little meditations, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's no longer h- coming to the events anymore either. But, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah, those things, those those little kind of things can help. You know, they really can. And um, yeah, I mean, we that's definitely something I practice before every match. I just just try to rest and and uh, be calm and and be ready. You know. Yeah, I mean, as you know, as players of the game, we always preach. That you know the game is not what ninety five percent metal. Yeah. So oh, I mean, yeah, it is. Right there, that's a perfect example of why it is such such a a good habit to have of getting into the right mindset before you play. But at the same time, you know, at the same time, so many people are so different. You know, I mean, somebody like I take a uh, you know an example like Nikki Cuba. Right, oh, yeah. he's not oh, yeah. one to go sit down and fucking <laughs> meditate. He needs to get yeah. punched in the face to get ready yeah. before a match, you know. <laughs> so, and I think that kind of comes down uh, into your wheelhouse of what you're trying to accomplish with your position on the team. Is you have to be able to cater, not cater, but maybe just uh, uh, handle all the egos and personalities and everything, and and be able to turn that into something positive. 
Um, and and being able to be a coachable player too is is so big. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's just it's part of my role, you know, on this on this team, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and really, uh, you knowing your role on a given team is is also really important. Um, you know, like when I was on Dynasty, dude, my role was just play. Right. That's it. Like listen, play. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm here for my role. You know what I mean. So tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'll do do it to the best of my ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously when I'm on X Factor, it's a completely different role, you know? So, uh, but you know, that's just, that's, that's paintball. That's, that's life. You know I mean? Yeah. Anything, anything you do, you're going to have a role in and it might be the role you want for that timing or whatever. And you know, that might not be the role you want, but that's the role you've got and you got to either embrace it or do something drastic to change your role, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like right now that's, that's my role and I'm doing it to the best of my abilities. And, um, you know, when that time comes where that's not my role anymore, I'm going to do whatever my role then is the best of my abilities. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I forgot to say this too, by the way, congratulations on the series. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It was, uh, yeah, it was badass, man. It was great. It was a great season, dude. I mean, it was just phenomenal, dude. It really was. And, you know, we've had a lot of um like mini success over the last several years but mm-hmm. we haven't had the real success that we've been wanting and it kind of just pff, was just down it was like we were just it was like we were snowboarding downhill this year <laughs> you know it yeah. was just like and honestly it was really just the last 6 months you know like the beginning of the season started and we lost two games we lost to impact on sunday and they went on to win vegas and we had a we had the closest game they had all weekend lost by one point and then we played um we played the Russians in Dallas and they were just on fire that event. We mm-hmm. they kicked our ass, but we still kept it close. And uh but at the same time, dude, we left we left Vegas and Ryan and I are talking and talking to Alex like, dude, we're right there, man. We're right there. And you know, it's easy to say that, but we were I mean, we believed it. We knew it, dude. It wasn't mm-hmm. like we were just saying it. We we fucking knew it, you know? And then Dallas rolls around and it's like, dude, we're right there, man. We're right there. And then Philly comes in and we're just, you know, it was just, all right, we were right. We we're right. Let's, we still got to do it, but we were right. Mm. We are right here. You know what I mean? We're here. And, uh, it was just really, it was just a really fulfilling year. Um, and, and even if we hadn't won, it was still been a fulfilling year for, for me personally, you know what I mean? But yeah. But yeah, there is luck involved with winning tournaments, man. And honestly, I can honestly say that we've been a good enough team to win for the last three or four years. But we've been unlucky. We've yeah. had some bad luck in, in elimination games over the past several years. I mean, we've had terrible luck, to be honest with you. <laughs> we've had some of our best players just not show up for a match, mm-hmm. right? Not show up for Sunday at all. We've had some inopportune penalties. We've had guys, like, play and, like, like you at the end of the match you're like dude i've never seen you play a match like that you know like just some weird shit man mm-hmm. and we've been on the receiving end of some guys like some of the worst guys on some other teams ball out against us you know yeah. like just have okay, a day like player nine on xyz team that really doesn't usually see the field much on sunday found himself shot shot 12 <laughs> guys against us in one match you know it's yeah. like he won three points for them in one match. And it's like, ah, dang dude. Yeah. You know, like, man, that's some shitty luck, you know, mm-hmm. it really is. And that's just, 
we've had some shitty luck on Sundays. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, most people, because they're not in with the team and don't understand that perspective, you know what I mean? But, like, at the end of some tournaments this last over the last several seasons, you've gone to this to the to the drawing board and said, "Man, dude, we had some we had some fucked up luck this this yeah. event." And unfortunately, it's been several events. Some events we just got straight outplayed and beat. Some events we got really unlucky, you know. Right. And this year, we got maybe well, obviously we played good enough to win and we won some tournaments, but you know, I definitely will attribute some of it to luck and a lot of it to our hard work and, and you know, and our preparation. Right. Now, but, I, I mean, obviously you guys work hard, um, yeah. but that was my, that was going to be my next question was what was it after the first two events? What was it that exactly changed? Was it, was it, I mean, what you said? I mean, was it luck finally it was kind of, we got through the match without a crazy yeah. penalty that happened or, you know, I think it, it, it was a little bit of luck. We didn't have anything not go. We didn't have anything go uh, like we didn't have any bad luck. Right. You know, right. So that was one thing. And two, our entire roster played great. Mm-hmm. When guys got their opportunity to go in, they went out there and made the most of it. And you can't ask for anything more of a guy that doesn't start. And actually you can't ask of anything more of any player. When you get your opportunities, you make the most of them. And this year, in particular, we had a lot of guys just do that. They stepped up in the right moments, you know. Like in Philly, uh, Meter played some particularly great points on Sunday. Colt played some really fantastic points on Sunday. Jesse had a few as well in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it, on Sunday when the games are tight, you know, one or two guys having a a, a point in each of those elimination games, that's the match. It's huge. You know, yeah. Yeah, Meter having a ball out game, uh, you know, Sunday morning, or Colt having a ball out point on Sunday morning, is that's the difference between us losing and winning a match, right? Colt balling out in the finals, or me balling out in the finals, that's the difference between us winning and losing a match, you know. And so, yeah, we just had guys step up in the right moments, you know, and that's huge. It's just you can't, you can't. I mean, you know, like play, points determine these tournaments, you know. And mm-hmm. when you have a guy step up in an opportunity he's given on Sunday afternoon, man, that's could decide your fate. Yeah. And that happened, you know, in Chicago, um, Chicago wasn't as easy as a, a, like it was, that was a f- hard fought win, dude. We came from behind in a couple or in some games there. And, uh, and we also had the hardest draw on Sunday we could have had. We had to play impact off the break. We crushed them. I mean, we just crushed them. Then we had to play Heat, and Heat was up on us the entire match. We only led the led the match once, and that was after overtime. <laughs> you know, we tied it. We were down like three points with three minutes. I mean, think about that: three points, three minutes, and we came back, tied it. We almost won a thirty-second point to win before overtime. Right? We we're like ten seconds more. We're hitting that buzzer, and it's over. Mm-hmm. We go into overtime, and we beat their ass. You know, I mean, but that match was theirs to theirs to win. I mean, it was it was theirs to lose. You know, that's a lot and of momentum, we, though. Yeah, well, it was. Gonna, yeah. It was. You're right. You're right. I mean, once we got to the overtime, even honestly, yeah. even right before the overtime, I was like, dude, these guys don't stand a chance. We're gonna fucking blow them away. Mm-hmm. And we did, you know. And um, and then AC, we had, that match was ours from the get go in the finals. You know, we 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 said, we said, hey, this is our match, and it was. You know, I mean, yeah. Um, but that being said, we still had some guys ball out in each of those matches. You know, like in the finals, LJ balled out. You know, in the uh, impact game, the whole everybody on the team that played. Like everybody, everybody played fucking so sharp, dude. Jesse balled out in that game. Like, it, I can, you know, 
he set a precedent in that game for sure early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in the Heat game, like Billy balled out. You know, I've had a few big points for us. You know, particularly at the end of that in the comeback, Colt played lights out in that match too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just guys stepping up in the right moments, man. Like that's really what it is. And and you know, not having some bad luck. That's that's been that was the separation. I mean, we're we've got a great team. We've got great players, and so do a lot of teams. You know what I mean? But yeah. the separation is just. It's we're talking about just little tiny things that separate that fourth place to first place. It's yeah, just the truth. Yeah, I've winning those games at the top level, man. That's that's the difference. Is whatever team can have the most players play to their ability at that yeah. given time. Yep, hundred percent. Uh, it's it's so huge, and I think that's why um, you know the Russians have been getting been getting so much better. Is they're just so consistent, and. Mm. Um, but there, I mean, there's just so many good teams and players out there now. Yeah, there really are. I mean, I would say like there's a lot of really good players now. Like the amount of really good players now is a lot, right? The amount of elite players is not so much, right? Mm-hmm. But but really good players shoot out and beat elite players all the time. Yeah. But but there's a lot of really good players in the league right now. There just are, you know. Um, you know, and and shit. I mean, shit on my team. We got a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Have, our whole team is really great. So. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And, it looks and there's fun. whole teams that are like that. Yeah, it's it's been uh, – yeah, I mean, paintball is definitely fun right now. It's it's really kind of – it's incredible if you think about the shakeup with, like, Impact not having a good year at – I mean, going from first, you know, first and or second place essentially every tournament the past five, six years to this year where they're, like, weren't even – only in the finals once i mean that's wild you know it's mm-hmm. that's a complete shake up at the top and uh, it's kind of weird kind of how that all played out and it was definitely an interesting year and um you know who knows what next year is going to bring i know they're still kind of working on their roster but i um, you know it's either way it's an exciting time for paintball where you know it's not one team just dominating everything you know um yeah. it's there's there's a handful of teams that have a good shot to win and it's coming down to one or two points on sunday and that's that's the separation it's it's pretty it's pretty cool and exciting to be a part of and it is exciting to watch i mean watching the final match in at world cup <laughs> what a nutty game you know yeah. it was wild um you know and that's the state of the game right now it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's it's insane. I was watching that last point and everything too. And dude, man, I mean, it's such, <laughs> I mean, wild. yeah, I, I wouldn't it want was, to be a ref. Yeah. And Ryan and I are like watching that game and it's like, dude, it's like both teams just threw their playbook out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, all right, let's just run at each other. Both of us. Like, <laughs> and that's what it was. It was insane. I couldn't believe it, you know? Yeah. And, and you're thinking in your head, like, dude, if one of these teams just like sits down and plays the field, you know, just plays the field and maybe hits their hits one or one hits their shots off the break. They'll crush the other team. Yeah. But both teams said, fuck this. We're running, <laughs> you know, and it was dude, it was a wild game because of that. It was one of the most exciting games for sure in a long yeah. time. It was badass. Hey man, I don't want to keep you anymore. I I dude, <laughs> dude, I appreciate we, we it. Ripped it, huh? Yeah, yeah dude, it was... it's I could sit down and talk for so long, but I know yeah. I know my kids one, are probably man. rustling I'm, around or something out yeah, there, but yeah. Dude, this hey, is, this has been awesome. I know that um, you know, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Uh, you know, just to kind of pick your brain about things, and and you know, not only in the team, but kind of see who you are, you know, as a yeah. person, and the way your the way your mind thinks. I've always wanted to kind of know that, and I'm so glad I had you on to be able to kind of express yourself a little bit. Yeah, dude, it was a uh, it was honestly, uh, I think 
uh, I'm not going to lie. I've been excited to do it. Um, and I honestly, I felt like it was really good. It was fun. I'm glad you, you hit me with a few questions. I honestly may or may, may not have been asked before. And that's always kind of insightful too, you know, cause sometimes you have to be asked questions in order to even really think about them, you know? Right. And so, uh, that was kind of cool too. I, I think we had a really pretty, pretty special one to be honest. This was cool. Yeah, it was good, man. I, and I yeah. thank you. I, I, I really thank you uh, for your time cause I know everybody's busy and, yeah. but, um, but I wish you the best of luck, man, uh, next year. And, uh, I really, really want you guys to do well. Sweet. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Straight from the mouth of one of the best paintball players, uh, of recent time that I know of. Uh, the kid's a killer, man. Uh, there's a reason why he's on the top of the charts uh, year after year. Kid knows the game, and uh, my hat is off to him. So thank you so much, Arch, for uh, sitting down and chatting with me. Had a good time, man. Appreciate it. Also, big thank you to uh, BKI, the best knowledge in paintball. I'm telling you right now, if you guys do not take advantage of this, uh, you you are missing out. Please make sure you look it over. Uh, they have seven professors in the game: uh, Marcelo, Rusty Glaze, Ryan Greenspan, Nick Lavald, Nick Sloviak, Kyle Spica, and Greg Sewers to give you all the information that you will ever need to increase your game, increase your IQ, your field awareness. Um, your field walkability as a player. I mean, you will see the game as a different level once you go through this and you get on this program. Um, whether it be walking the fields or a fitness program, bounce shots, layouts, routes, uh, general paintball information uh, as far as tournament player goes, you will find on BKI. So please, everyone, uh, if you are in if you're in the market for increasing your game and your mental capabilities as a tournament PayPal player, head over to, uh, to BKI and sign up and increase your game. I would say tenfold. I would say tenfold. Because if you, I mean, right now is the, is the time of information. It's the age of information. And the more information that you can take in as far as if you want to get better at, at something, uh, you look it up and you research it and you learn how to do it and uh, with this program you have the best in the world teaching you everything that you need to know uh, on how to get better so please take advantage of, uh, of what BKI is offering uh, also a big thank you goes to Charm City Paintball the uh, head game everything that you need is at Charm City Mike is brewing up all kinds of crazy headbands uh, along with head wraps and we're also doing a little collab that uh, that is in the mix where we should be having some headbands out soon. But make sure you keep an eye out. Um, Charm City Paintball on Facebook and Instagram. Hit them up and, uh, and yeah, snag some fancy for you, for your face. Uh, we are also brought to you by Melavio. Uh, again, capital T-P-O-P for 15% off your entire order. Whether it be gummies, whether it be uh, vaping oil. MCT oil, anything that you need, Melavio will have, and I promise you that uh, you won't regret it, man. It's uh, some good stuff. I highly recommend it. I uh, I don't really do pain medicines anymore. I just uh, I kind of medicate with uh, with CBD, and it's been helping me out a lot. 
uh, I feel on uh, on an anxiety level, on a pain relief level, and yeah, it's just been great, and uh, I really, really like what they're doing over there. They also have a, a, a program where uh, all the proceeds of the honey that they bring in goes right back into the veteran uh, program, so uh, so my hat's off to those guys. Uh, I really appreciate Melavio and what they're doing uh, for paintball uh, and also for the, uh, the veteran community, so appreciate it, guys. Uh, but yeah, also, if you guys have not heard yet, I guess you wouldn't unless you listened to the entire ads in the beginning, uh, playingodpodcast.com is now live. Uh, I have uh, brought to you by Constant Pursuit, and we're kind of just getting it off the ground and running, so there's going to be uh, a few you know, things that we're going to be moving around and, and trying to make it as simple as possible, but, uh, but also make myself uh, easily accessible as far as questions or uh, the product itself or, or whatever it may be. Uh, just trying to make it pretty much grab and go and uh, and right there on the table. So, so yeah, that's all I got. So I appreciate you all listening. I really, really do. Uh, please keep your eyes on the road. Do not text and drive. Uh, listen to podcasts like this one. And we will see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.